0: I want to set this up for you just a little bit. We're going to read the passage in Joshua, chapter 24, and begin with verse number 11. Children of Israel had come out of Egypt. They spent 40 years wandering around in the desert until the original generation died off because they would not believe, they would not have faith, They were so accustomed to bondage that they couldn't get it out of their mind and spirit. Let that sink in. They were so accustomed to bondage that they couldn't cross over unto faith. They wanted to go back and eat the garlic and the leaves and let somebody whip them rather than go out into the desert and have God... Feed them. Which would you rather have? A free meal at McDonald's or to sit down to a prime rib dinner? I like I like the meal that used to go moo and is pretty still close to going moo. But today I want to read to you and then Joshua takes the generation of faith, the next, their children. He couldn't take the parents. He took their children into the promised land. And they were able to overcome the enemy. They were able to go into the land of Canaan, the land of milk and honey, the land where some said, Oh, we can't go. There's giants there. God specializes in giants, and Jesus is the bondage breaker. Joshua 24, verse 11. And this is Joshua, the last chapter, giving his command, his oratory, as he's ready to depart from being the leader. He's ready to die. And he commands them to make a decision. And today, that's what my sermon is all about, is you making a decision. Not a decision to come to church. You're already here a decision what you're going to do after you get here and what you're going to do with your Christian walk. I don't want to mess around. I'm all in. Verse 11. Joshua was speaking, and he says to them, and ye went over Jordan, they crossed the Jordan River, and came unto Jericho. And when the men of Jericho fought against you, And there's a whole list of the the ites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Girgashites, and the Hivites and the Jebusites. All them ites. God will deliver all the ites into your hand. And I delivered them. I delivered them. First person, I delivered them into your hand. The choice is yours. God will work miracles. But you've got to have your mind made up. Listen to what he did. The miracles he performed. And I sent the hornet. Anybody here like hornets? I have no use for hornets. I hate those hanging down leg things flying around when I'm trying to pick tomatoes. And here they come. I sent the hornet before you, which drove them out before you, even the two kings of the Amorites, but not with the sword nor with thy bow. And I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build and ye dwell in them and all your vineyards and all your olive yards, which ye planted not, do ye eat." There's not one of you that's going to make heaven by your works. It'll be by your decision in the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Listen to what he says. Now, therefore, fear the Lord. Does anybody here fear God? Are you here just for a good time, or do you really fear God? I'm not talking about cowering and shaking and the wrong kind of fear, but the fear where you serve Him no matter what because you don't want to displease your master. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth and put away the gods, the little g, gods, which your father served on the other side of the flood. I did a little research. He's going all the way back to the time of Abraham when Abraham dwelt in the land of the Chaldees in Iraq, Babylon, across the Euphrates River. That's the flood they're talking about. You can go back and do that if you want. I've given you free will. But he's laying down the gauntlet for a generation of people that will serve God no matter what. just a minute, I'll get Pentecostal without the Red Bull. <laughs> Which your father served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt on the other side of the Jordan, on the other side of the Red Sea. And if it seem evil to you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you pray? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for giving us a mind to where we can make a decision, to where we know who you, we know what you are, who you are, and that you dwell in the midst of your people. And you have provided salvation, Lord, if we make that decision. I pray, Lord, if there be anyone here that has not made that decision, that this day they would use their good mind and choose heaven and shun hell. I pray, Lord, if there's someone who's playing around with salvation and playing around with church, they realize that that doesn't cut it. They can't serve God their way. I pray, Lord God, that you'd help us to read your word, know your word, and live in your word. These things we ask, and everyone in God's house said amen and amen turn to your neighbor shake their hand and tell them I am all in so that we have a balanced presentation this morning. I want to read just a few scriptures to you out of the New Testament because that's where we live. Lest you think that Jesus doesn't require anything, that he just forgives all your sins and then you go and live your life any way you want. I I want to tell you that he throws the gauntlet down as well. The same person, Jesus, was the fulfiller, the word, the power that Moses had to perform all those miracles. It was Jesus that parted the Red Sea. It was Jesus that sent manna down from heaven. It was Jesus that opened up water out of the rock. And this is the same Jesus that speaks in Matthew 24, verse 24. Excuse me, Matthew 16, verse 24. This is Christ speaking to his disciples. He says, Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Did you hear the word deny himself? Now listen, this will seem strange. It's a little bit of hyperbole, just a little bit of exaggeration to get his point across. But listen, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Put yourself first and see what happens. Do your own thing and you can. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Here's the bottom line. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What's your soul worth this morning? I felt the frustration that Sister Jen had, when we wouldn't enter into worship and give our very best. At times, it's almost like church is a gathering place. We meet, and if God moves, that's that's wonderful, and if he doesn't, we just go home and live out another week. I want to tell you, every single time we come into the house of God, there is the potential for a mighty move of God if you will get in and worship Him with all of your heart. This is not a place just to occupy. This is not just a habit. This is a time to come and give your best to God. Now we're going to see if this thing works, and if it doesn't, Sister Victoria is going to take over. Now, I want you to take a look at that. I like breakfast. It's one of my favorite meals. I don't often eat like this. Usually, it's a big bowl of Cheerios. I just, I just feel the power after I have a bowl of Cheerios. It's good for the heart. Oats are good for the heart. This right here is not so much good for your heart, but it'll, it'll carry you a long way when you're working hard. Take a look at that. We've got, we got wonderful ham that's been kind of glazed in the pan. And then we've got an egg looks like it's sunny side up. A little bit of, oh, it looks like toast or something up there. It's representing two kinds of people that are here this morning. Take a look at this. Which one gave a sacrifice? Somebody gave an offering... But only one gave a sacrifice. The chicken is over there. He puts his hand up. He squats out an egg. And he goes on and lives his life. Blood still pumping, still clucking, doing his chicken thing, fluttering around the pen. But that pig up there, when he come, he gave it all. And he left it. On the plate. Do you see the difference? This is what it's like, not only in church, but in the lives of Christians today. We've got Christian concerts. We've got Christian entertainment. We've got Christian radio. But nobody wants to go home and pray and seek God and let the power fall in the room where they're at, where they're facing the carpet, and they're afraid to look around because the Spirit of God has entered into the room. we got the little chicken offerings little bit of praise, and we praise our conviction off. We make sure that all the sins we've committed all week long, we felt God's presence, all of those must be forgiven. And we go and live the same loop of sins over and over and over and over. We go back to the same hog trough that Christ delivered us from. Oh, you won't go to sleep on me. There's a line that has to be drawn in the sand. And when Jesus Christ returns, he'll know who has drew the line in the sand. You can fool me. I don't know what you did this week. I don't know who you laid with and what you drank and what you smoked. It really doesn't matter to me. It matters to God. You can have all the sex outside of marriage that you want to. God won't stop you, but he doesn't approve of it. And he's drawn a line in the sand. You have to decide when enough is enough. Now you can rest assured that I'm a dinosaur and one day I'll die, but I haven't died yet. People, when they haven't made a decision or when they're running from God, will keep their eye on a rearview mirror. In front of you is a paved highway. Brother, if I was in a Lamborghini, my foot would be in it all the way to the carburetor. You could see my toes wiggle out the intake. Because there's nothing there but fun. There's nothing there but wonder. And, and a, I'm going. At the speed of light, I'm going. But if your eye is on the rearview mirror, you will eventually run into something. The only thing in the rearview mirror is destruction. Is pit potholes and mud holes and brush along the side of the road, somebody in a Lamborghini wouldn't even start out. He'd call for a tow truck, come take me somewhere where I can really drive this automobile because you can't do that unless you're in some kind of four-wheel drive vehicle. Now, that may be fun for you, but I don't want to get in a four-wheel drive vehicle. I want to know where I'm going, and I want to get there as fast as I can. I like to go fast. I want to take you back to the Old Testament for just a minute. There's two prophets in the Old Testament, Elijah and Elisha. Elijah was the older one, and he was a man of God. Neither one of these wrote anything in the Bible but they're talked about in the Bible. Elijah was getting ready to be caught up in the heaven. God had shown him what was going to transpire. And it come time for him to put his prophet's mantle, his prophet's coat, on his young protege, his apprentice. It was like Yoda and Luke Skywalker, right? It had come time. Elijah is going up and Elisha... Elisha had to make a decision. Elijah called him. Elisha says, well, let let me go and do this and that. And Elijah said, doesn't matter to me. You can do what you want. He realized that the line had been drawn. And so what did Elisha do? He took the yoke of oxen that he was plowing with made them into a burnt offering, and the yoke, I'm going to use this thing, Pastor. The yoke right there, where the oxen stuck their necks through, he used that for the wood to burn the burnt offering. This is where many people get hung up. They want Christ to forgive their sin, but they never break the yoke. The yoke represents poor relationships. Some of you ladies are yoked up with men that won't go to work. And they are losers. Oh, I I traveled back to Vallejo. You don't even know where I live. I'm just going to preach. Preach. If they're sitting at home on the couch playing PlayStation while you're running around trying to grab something to feed the children, they will never, ever change. Somehow this generation of women think that they can fix a loser. You won't fix a loser. they got to get right with God. They've got to make a decision. Don't yoke up with anybody that God hasn't given you. Some people have not only yoked up with the wrong people, they're running with the wrong crowd. Destructive relationships. They will pull you down until you burn the yoke. If you're running with people that are still doing the things you're trying to get out of, you'll end up doing it again. Whenever you run with a group of people, The entire group of people will eventually fall down to the lowest level of morality in that group. It's been proven. If you've got a friend that's shooting heroin, eventually they'll drag you down and you'll be doing the same thing they're doing. You gotta make a decision you got to decide what you're going to do with what Christ has given you. One of the most powerful things outside of the move and the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm talking about something that God gave you, is your mind. It's powerful. It's powerful. Your mind can make you sick. If you get afraid of something... It'll keep you up at night. You'll try to figure things out. You'll see your mind going in a whirl. And eventually you won't want to eat. You can't sleep. You eventually won't be able to go to work. All in the power of your mind. But if you let the Holy Spirit drive your mind. He can help you make it up. And you can decide. I am going to break the yoke. I'm going to burn the oxen and I'm going on to be a man or a woman of God like he intended me to be. Can you give him praise this morning? When we get to the subject of living for God at times we may stumble. Now there There are those that I've heard testify. I am a sinner saved by grace. And to an extent, they're absolutely correct. What comes out of your mouth is what you're going to eventually do. Here's something I want you to consider. Jesus didn't save you. In your sin, He saved you from your sin. If Jesus has saved you, I'm a child of God that's been saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. If I sin... I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous Son of God. And if I sin, I go to my advocate. If I sin, I go with my lawyer. And we stand before the throne of the Father, and he tells them I have saved him. I have washed him in my blood. He is now my child. Can you give God praise and glory? So when you fall, is your mind set to the avenue that I am a sinner anyway? That's what God expects. You're living a defeated life. I'm not perfect. I sin. But when I do, I fall forward. I don't go back. I don't go crossing the river to get back into Egypt so I can have a free meal and let the devil beat my back. I've crossed over the Jordan. I'm in the land of Canaan. I'm there with the milk and honey. I'm there where God is with me, where he makes provision, where I don't have to be afraid, where I don't have to live in bondage. Jesus is the bondage breaker, and he will break that yoke and that fear, that poor relationship, and give you what you need to be successful in this life. Now, the Holy Spirit has shown some of you that you need to break relationships. When are you going to do it? The Holy Spirit has shown you. Let's just say you prayed and you asked God to deliver you from substance. And let's just say, let's just pick a light one. Let's just say it's tobacco. Now, I'm not saying tobacco's going to keep you out of heaven, but I sure wouldn't want to show up at the pearly gates smelling like a camel. <laughs> Let's just say that you prayed and you asked God to deliver you from that habit. You don't go into the grocery store and go to where they sell it and stand there and think, boy, I remember, oh, that felt so good. You know, just one of those. First thing in the morning, right after you brush your teeth. Yeah. You get that nicotine rush. Yeah. I feel it going through my body. Oh, yeah. Now, now I feel strong. I, that, that, now my nerves are calm. You don't do that. If you've been delivered from alcohol. Don't even bother going down the aisle in the grocery store. I will tell you one thing. The liquor bottles won't jump in your basket, and the cigarettes will not fall into your hand. You've made a decision. You've asked for God's help. If he's delivered you, let those that have been delivered say amen and give God praise and glory. You've got to make your mind up. Here's the crooks of the matter. Anybody here want to go to hell? Uh, What about your friends that are going there? Uh, uh, You're not worried about your friends going? You want to be with your friends in hell? I've heard that argument. Uh, Pastor Ben spoke the best message on hell. Hell is no joke. I believe it's still on our web. In hell, it's a lake, it's going to be a lake of fire. Probably will not have a bottom. You will have the sensation of falling through flames forever and ever and ever. If hell is in the center of the earth, and some think that it may be. I don't know. But if you fell through the earth and you reached that molten core, you would go so far and then spring back the other way because of gravity. It's a flux, a constant flux, constant gravity going on, a pull from one side, a pull from the other. Hell may be like that, but I do know this. It's dark, It's on fire, it's lava, it's constant pain, it's where you never die and you never cease to have knowledge and remembrance of what you could have done. Some of you may wind up in hell and you'll remember that there was some old preacher that got up and warned you not to go there. You may hear me preach for eternity as it runs over and over in your mind. Now let me tell you what God has provided for you. He'll take you into the promised land as a land that flows with milk and honey. It's a land that I can get up to a bowl of Cheerios every single morning because God has provided it. It's a land I was laying in bed last night and and for a while I couldn't sleep. But in the dead of night, there was my wife laying next to me in a warm bed in a house that's paid for in middle America that God had helped me work. My wife and I paid for the whole thing. I'm telling you, you can walk with God now and begin to enjoy the good things of the presence of God. Not only here on earth, but Jesus is soon to return. I told you months ago that the fire would not stop in the country. And it continues to rage. There's going to be floods come this winter because the hills are all eroded and ate away. What's happening? God is trying to wake people up to pray and to seek his face. You and I as the church, the bride of Christ, we need to realize how soon his return is. And he will return as a thief in the night, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. The dead in Christ shall rise, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with him in the clouds. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. The decision needs to be made today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't go to hell with your friends. What? That's the poorest reason I've ever heard. I want to go to hell because my friends are... You won't even be able to see them. It's dark. Why would you want to do that? Float around in flames... Forever, snap, crackle, and pop, and you think you're gonna find your friends. There are no friends in hell, only demons and those that would not serve God. Break the yoke today, break that indecision, break that addiction, break those relationships, break the yoke of wrong. Things in your life, let it go. Burn it up. Make a fire unto the Lord and be the man or woman God has called you to be. Would the worship team please come back to the platform? You say, I'm not perfect. That's what that little child represents. You and me were not perfect. But if you fall, don't fall backwards, fall forwards. Would you stand? So, how many chickens do we have? And how many people are all in? All in. You're a Christian no matter what, you're a Christian when you're sick. You're a Christian when your body defies what the Bible says that we can have in Christ. And it doesn't come under subjection just yet. You're a Christian even when you're having anxiety. You're a Christian even when depression tries to seize you. You're a Christian even when you may not be able to pay your bills. You're still a Christian. You're a Christian when children you've raised to know the Lord doesn't want to serve God. You're still a Christian. You're a Christian when your family forsakes you and denies God. You're still a Christian. You're the one that gives it all. You are all in. That's what we need in this day and in this hour Is people of God who are all in. Not perfect people. People of God who are all in. Would you bow your head for just a moment. Father, in Jesus name. Come before you Lord right now. I ask you God. To move by your spirit in this crowd. Father, may there be decisions made today. Lines drawn in the sand. Enough flip-flopping is enough. I'm done with it. I'm done with indecision. I'm done with running with the wrong people. I'm done with Mr. Loser, Mrs. Loser. I'm done. And I've made a decision and I'm doing something about it today. Now. Now. I ask it, Father, in your name. Choose you this day whom ye will serve. As for me and my house, mm, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord.